we are live again. So why am I going live now? Well, as you can hear, the treadmill is about to start. So we are on the treadmill. I'm going to do this every time I come into the gym. I'm going to do a podcast. And you might think, why? Well, you guys are going to go with me on this journey of cardio. And we're going to talk. Somebody said I need to do a... Oh, somebody's here. Somebody just pulled on the original Tiger Fit. Uh, I'm letting the... Right now, I'm letting the incline go up. I put it at 15... That's a good idea. I don't know if this treadmill is going to be able to handle it. Uh, So I put it on an incline at 15. It uh, makes you work harder. I'm going to do three. We'll see how three goes. Um, It really gets your leg muscles into it, gets that stretch in your legs, and that's what I need, I need that, that stretch, but somebody said I need to open up my podcast to uh, donations, and there is a place for that, but you know, I'm, uh, I don't think I should have to do that, you know, we're just... I'm just doing it just to kind of do it, get Muscle Brigade out there. But who knows? Let's see what happens. So what you can do with this um, treadmill is, like I just did two minutes at 15, and then I'll do two minutes at 14. And then every two minutes, I just bring it down. And that makes, that makes it a little bit easier. Because you're, as, as you're getting into your workout, you start to get tired. Muscles start to tighten, you know, because you haven't done this for a while. So, and if you can't do 15, and you have to start at like, say eight, you could do eight for two minutes and then drop it to seven or six and work your way up to 15. It looks like uh, somebody's coming in. So it is what it is. I was out there when somebody else came in too. And I planned on doing this an hour ago, working out. It didn't work out that way. I sat in the truck listening to TikTok. TikTok, no stuff. So, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't do anything this weekend. I was trying to come to the gym. And it didn't work that way. The kids had basketball games. It was just crazy. So, 
yeah, it is what it is. Another two minutes went by, and I do it a little bit early, just to get the about two minutes type thing. As you can tell, like I'm already kind of panting, breathing heavy, but and talking does help whenever you're working out on a treadmill. So, just food for thought. Lord, we're going to do this and every day. You guys are going to listen. What do we call it? Cardio walk part two. I don't know. It is what it is. I'm just going to... Uh, right now, I'm really feeling in my hamstrings. So... We're going to keep doing this till we don't do it no more. So we can jog a little bit. For 30 minutes. 30 minutes of nothingness. So, uh, events coming up. Let's see what we got coming up. Uh, I think the I think it's the Appleton City Tournament coming up here tomorrow, maybe. Um, and I just, I just sent my wife a text and asked her if she could do um, a shirt that says "Straight Off, Straight Out of Suspension," just to. Just to kind of try to make humor out of it, I guess. But, yeah. Um, oh, what are we doing here? It's actually nice. I think mean, it's supposed to be nice for us. We too, like in the 50s. Um, I actually just got an email from the school about the weekend week at a glance. I forgot to read it though. Uh, stretching. So when should you stretch? Before or after? Um, it depends on you. I mean, you know your body. I like to stretch before just so I don't pull anything. And then I'll stretch afterwards. So stretching and all that good stuff and like when I go work out and it's a, a specific body part I do that day like today we're doing the shoulders I'll still stretch all my whole body um, and I do that whether I'm doing cardio or not. Oh, like, if I don't do a cardio for the warm-up, then I'll go in. I'll still stretch my legs and my calves, my abs, my back, shoulders, biceps, and thighs, my neck. 
So, yeah, try to keep everything loose. All right. The incline is at 11 right now. I guess I, I hit it a little bit early. But after this, I got to go to the, the dollar store and pick up some hair ties. Yay. Um, all that good stuff. So this, let's go ahead and talk about the the gym. Because um, it's actually going to be fairly big. I don't know how big, but it'll have a it'll have the gym and it'll have a basketball court and uh, the community center and a kitchen for the community center that will also be used for the the basketball side or the camp side if we do camps. Um, it'll have locker rooms for the teams and have bathrooms on the gym side and the community center side and the basketball court side. Um, and I'm gonna, and somewhere, I'm trying to design it to where it is, the kitchen is multi-functional, so where it can be a concession stand for basketball and the gym if I wanna do um, the gym, like open it up to the gym and, and do like a lunch thing. But I don't know, it's, it's hard for me to design stuff because I have to, I have to actually see it. When I was deployed, I, uh, one of my buddies was making a basketball court and I went over there and I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm doing all this. And he's like, this will be the basketball court. Go and go here. I just stared at it. He's like, you don't see it. I was like, nope. <laughs> so it's hard for me to see things when they're on paper, I guess. That's why I'm not an architect. But, yeah. And I said something like doing it in a horseshoe. And I don't even know if that's going to be good. I want them, I want them all connected so that if, if somebody wants to use the gym before like a basketball game that has a membership, they can use it and they can flow in between and like I can use the community center for seating for like if we're doing basketball games for like concession stands. Uh, and I was, I was talking and I forgot to go down. So now we're at 10. Um, this is just some ideas. I don't know how big it'll be, um, but I do want the community center to have a kitchen so that if people want to use the kitchen, they can. 
Um, and the kids will have a, a stove, which will be a flat top grill. Uh, I'll probably have both in case I need to heat something up. A stove and a flat top. Ovens. Uh, refrigerator. And I haven't decided if I want to do like a commercial size refrigerator or do a walk-in. I mean, part of me says walk-in because I want to walk-in. But part of me says this is going to be a lot of money. And you're putting it in, into a town that may or may not support you. You're putting it into a town that if you tell them the sky is blue and they don't agree with you, they're going to be mad. So, there's that. Um, and like, even if I, even if I had, let's say 50 people, and let's use Hill Tiger Fitness for pricing, and they've got it at, I think, $50 a month. Even if I did that, 50 people, that's like $2,500, I think, just in memberships. Um, that's not counting. If I take over the youth, um, which the good thing about that is I could drop the price in youth or keep it the same and just make it a deposit. Like, hey, your kid plays for 50 or 60 bucks, whatever it is here. <clears throat> and then you turn the jersey and the pants back in, then you get half of your money back. You know? Just uh, small small things like that that um, I think people would like. Like, hey, I'm spending $60, but I'm getting half of that back when I turn in my uniform after the season. You don't turn it in, you don't get your money back. I mean, now I gotta, I gotta recoup some of the uniform, and and that's so that it cuts costs down for you people, and we re 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 reuse the jerseys, and then every two or three years, I'll get new jerseys or pants. That's just the way how kind of how things work in my mind um, you know or you know like um, the way it was in the military post is they actually had sponsors that paid for the uniforms so the sponsors logo would be on the uniform and then it would be the $60 I think it was $60 to play which, let's think about this, $60 in, let's say, it was Fort Lewis, Washington, Washington State. And you're talking about 15, 20,000 people on post. And Rich Hill is the same price, and they got 1,200 people. So, 
I I don't know. I haven't looked into looked into that, but um, and I don't even know if if uh, the youth programs out there paid their officials. I I'm I'm not sure. I know the coaches didn't get paid. Um, and I told my wife, I said, if that's something that I did, I said to cut down cost. I said the officials wouldn't get paid, nor would the scorekeepers or the clock operator. I would have to get volunteers, people willing to volunteer, which I think if I talk to enough people to get it going to where we can make a profit so that, you know, eventually I could start paying for people to do that. I think that might be in the works. I think people would might get behind that. Um, I know my brother would probably help out. I have a son that I can teach him how to ref. And the only way you're going to teach him is put him on the court. Uh, so, I mean, there's just different avenues. And I told him, I told my wife, I said, hey, I said, I'm going to be there from, from open to close if if the sports if the sports program gets handed over to me if we build this facility, I said I'm okay with that. <clears throat> I said, but I'm not paying for officials. I said, what happened to community service? I said when when I was in high school, and one of my buddy's wife, or I'm sorry, my buddy's mom had the organization. I said we didn't get paid. She did pay us at the end of the year. She told me my first year, hey, she's like, it's the last tournament of the season. She's like, I'm going to need you for every game that you're not coaching. I said, okay. And she said, I may not be able to pay you. I said, I'm fine with that. I was like, I do it because I like to do it. I like officiating. And I think she gave me a hundred bucks that first year. <clears throat> now, what did a hundred bucks cover? Really, it didn't cover anything. All the games that I had refed, I didn't cover it, but I wasn't worried about it. Like, I love doing it. And then the second year, I think it went up. And the third year, I think the third year, she paid me like $300. Like, I was shocked, and I was like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, you burned it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's just for, I think, two. I think back then we did two weekends, two or three weekends. Of, or maybe it was just a weekend of tournament. I can't remember. <clears throat> but the other thing about me getting this, this gym is being able to manage the officials like and if I'm not if not if I can't be there somebody will be there that I trust that if these officials are just lackadaisical then they have the authority to be like hey either call the fouls or after this game you're not coming back and I'll get a replacement I have all the confidence in the world that if I put somebody in that position, I'm going to back them. 
like if it's somebody officiating and then they text me because I'm out of town, like, hey, they just told me they didn't want me to, well, see you later. Like if you're getting paid, I'll pay you for the games you did. Like, and that's, because I think that's some of it too, like the officials, and it's not just at the youth, it's all the way up into the high school level. They're just there to collect the money. They call the fouls that are extravagant. Every now and then they'll call a ticky-tack foul, but they're not consistent. I've not seen one official that's consistent. And it's hurting the kids. You start them off in the younger age and you're not calling that travel. They, then they get up into the junior high, still not calling it. And then if you have somebody like me, that if I'm going to start refing to pay for this building, <clears throat> I'm going to call everything. And what's going to happen is if I'm with another official or if I'm with two other officials, <clears throat> they're going to start seeing it. And then they're going to start blowing their whistle. And one of two things is going to happen. Either the kids are going to correct themselves or they're not, which is the other option. And if they're not, then it's going to be a long, drawn-out game. Um, So, yeah, I don't know when my – I have – I say I don't know when I'm going to be able to build. There's there's a couple factors. One is uh, the financing is that, you know, they're going to want – want to look at some finance aspect of it and like, hey, how are you paying for this? Well, I'm going to have to be able to pay for it, pay it back through income, through the facility. And it may take me six months to a year to start making that money that is you know, passive money, like if, if my payment is $1,000, I have to make at least $1,000 to make the payment. That's not counting internet, lights, water, and sewer. So all that goes into a factor. And you might say, well, you know, water and sewer is not going to be that much. You're right. It's not. But if I'm not making any money, it's actually quite a bit. These are all factors that I have to take into consideration when I go to build. The other issue is where to build it. Um, if I remember, since I'm talking about it, I'll stop by City Hall and see where I can find the zoning effect. Like, are we are we zoning or can I just build anywhere I want until that zoning law passes? You know what I mean? So I have a site. I don't know if I'll be able to build there. Um, I don't even have the property yet. And then there's another site would be up here by the gym in downtown, but I don't think that there's enough room here either. So then what's that deal? Well, I do have property that we do own that I could build, and I might be able to fit the gym in it and maybe a community center 
And when I say gym, I'm talking about the basketball court. But that's about it. Like, I won't be, like, where's everybody in the parks? And youth basketball gets crazy. And probably volleyball, too. So there's that aspect. I do have an option. I was just thinking about where I could do it. There, there might be another option on uh, 6th Street. I was thinking about that. That somebody has a, some property that I would need to go talk to and see if they would want to sell it to me. Um, other than that, I don't know of any other property that somebody would want to get rid of. I mean, that that all goes into a cost. Like, I have to pay for this property, and then I have to pay for, you know, the bill. Because I'm not going to be able to do it by myself. For one, I don't know how. And two, I'm not... I'm not that confident in my my building. So I'd rather have somebody that could do it, and it may cost me twice as much, but I'd rather have somebody do it that can get in and get it done in a matter of two or three months rather than two or three years. Because that's probably what, what it would cost me. And I'm looking at all all different aspects of how to finance it. I'm looking at grants. Um, I'm also looking at like which way to build it. Like, do I use lumber? Probably not. Do I use uh, cement blocks? Because I have a sister that had a friend in the city that bought some land and they built, she said they built a, I think she said it was a 2,500 square foot house uh, three bedrooms, two baths, open concept, but they built it out of cinder blocks. And she said, <clears throat> it was cheap. Like, with the acreage that they bought, they almost had that in the acreage, and then they turned around and spent like 50000 on a house to build a house. So, <clears throat> so I'm looking at maybe doing that to cut cost, being able to block it, use the cement blocks and then mortar it. That could be an option and then using the wood to frame it in or not frame it in, just, I don't know. Um, But if I don't frame it in, then that's going to be more on the heating bill because of it's going to take longer to get the, to heat the building up in the winter because of, there's no, there's no divide between the inside and the outside. So I think I've, I've thought about all the obstacles and everything I need to do. Because like, then, we, you know, there's also lines that need to be ran for water and sewer, electrical. Um, you know, and then after I get it built and the electrical is in, then it's getting the appliances for the sink and, uh, the toilets, the equipment for the gym. And I've got some of it. And then it's, uh, 
you know, getting the stuff for the youth, uh, the basketballs and stuff. And it's, and the way I offset that is, you know, I hold basketball camps and even football camps inside the gym. When I was in college, that's where we did a lot of our practicing in the, in the winter and spring is in the gym. So, man, I'm all I totally forgot to go down. <laughs> so there's, uh, there's that, you know, like coming up with ideas to offset the cost, not really offset the cost, but help pay for this building because I don't, I don't, I don't even know how big I need it to be yet because I know I need certain building size for, for, um, what do you call that? The basketball court. And I don't want it to be a basketball court and then there's no, like, out of bounds. So I want to ex- expand the, the gym, the basketball gym, so that they have enough rooms so we can put bleachers and so that the team can sit down and if they have to dive after a ball, they're not running into somebody. <clears throat> and then their locker rooms. Maybe maybe the locker rooms don't have, aren't really locker rooms. Maybe it's just a seating area type deal. So that's my thoughts. We're wrapping up here on 30 minutes. So I'm going to, I'm actually breaking a sweat today. That's good. I'm going to uh, sign off here. I appreciate each and every one of you. And I guess if me exposing this hurts me, then somebody going to take it. I don't know.